Welcome back to another episode of Not Another Knox Podcast with your hosts Harp and Ajay. Episode 5, going over the series that just happened. How's it going, Ajay? Uh, it's great, man. I can't believe we did it. I can't I know. believe it. We just knocked out the Stanley Cup defending champs. Right? Yeah. Oh my god, man. It feels so good. It feels so good. I know, like, just kind of seeing the series play out from game 1 to game 6. And just standing here now and knowing that we're moving on to round two is unreal. Yeah, I honestly, I, in the beginning of the year, I didn't see this happening at all, right? I thought maybe yeah. we could get into the playoffs, but um, to beat the teams that we did beat and yeah. in the faction that we did, right? I mean, I don't know. I kind of wish I was still on, like, South Fraserway or Scott Road right now. <laughs> jumping around, right? And you know what? Like, this is why they say you just make the playoffs. You just never know what might happen. Um, yeah. And we're kind of seeing it before our eyes. Um, yeah, man, the, like this city is alive. Everyone's feeling it. And I feel like the best is yet to come for these guys. No, I agree. And the thing is, technically, according to a lot of people, they're still like, this is still before their window. And yeah. to see what they're doing now, right? And and I really feel like, I mean, it is valuable experience. But man, like you just kind of in your head, you just start thinking, what if, you know, what if? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So let's kind of get into it. Um, so, you know, we we took them to six games, right? Yeah. We beat them 4-2, right? What did you think about uh, the series overall? And uh, kind of what did you think about the first few games? Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. Like, the way that you kind of break down this series, it, it's kind of in almost four parts. The first yeah. part was the first two games. We were up 2-0. The team was playing well, you know, like granted game two went to overtime and you can make the case that it could have gone the other way, but the team was just playing well. They were skating, um, forechecking well, um, you know, just doing all the little things to kind of play their game and dictate the pace of play, right? So when they were up 2 nothing, while it was a bit surprising the fact that they were up against the St. Louis Blues, who were the defending Stanley Cup champions, as you mentioned, um, it wasn't that much of a surprise, just the way that they were playing. So the first two games, it was great. You know, like I didn't think that they would sweep them, but the way that they were playing, I I felt very confident going into game three. Um, What were your thoughts of the way that the first two games played out? Well, the first two games general, um, well, I think uh, as soon as Myers went down, right. Uh, I felt I, I was kind of like, oh, sh- you know, shit, like it's going to get pretty bad on our defensive end. I did not mm-hmm. expect their defense to play um, that good past the first two games. But in the mm-hmm. first two games, you know, the top six just showed up. And and, and yeah. they pretty much, like you said, they dictated the pace. They they had so many points, right? Quinn Hughes is just a monster. Quinn, like, you know, Unreal. he's breaking records left, right, and center. PD's getting points. Like, at least he's getting, he's getting, you know, hounded on out there. And he's still getting assists setting up plays, you know, dangling people. And then, uh, you know, JT Miller, the best trade of the year, right? And like, it just um, keeps, it keeps getting better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I was reading that right now. Um, I guess, uh, what was it? New Jersey has their pick now, right? Um, yeah. Um, they can't pick before 24th. That's right. So, That's um, un- unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, no, going, sorry, going back to your original question. <laughs> uh, the first two games, yeah, the top six really played well. You know, our defense was good. But um, there were a lot of hiccups that I felt, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a new opponent. You're trying to just, you know, testing out the waters a bit. Um, and, but the thing is, I was actually kind of worried because 
the bottom six, I didn't see a lot from them, right? Yeah. And uh, and I know that kind of changed throughout the series, right? But um, the, I didn't know how long the top six could actually carry the team for. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, the O'Reilly line, man, like that line alone is probably – it probably was one of the best lines in the playoffs, yeah. um, you know, if not the best, right? Yeah. And, and whenever they had a chance, I know Bo Horvat, his line, they were doing whatever they could. But, man, speaking of Bo Horvat, the first two games, dude, I did not know wow. he had those dangles. Dude. I know. Yeah. He was giving everyone flashbacks to the way that Kessler dominated Nashville. Oh, um, yeah. But just with a bit more flair, man. Like some of those goals were just unreal. Yeah, and and you know, like going back to the you know 2011, uh, 2011 series, right? Um, mm-hmm. There was so much animosity with that team, and a lot of people hated them the way they played. And Kessler got under some people's skin, right? Yeah, this team, like I don't know, you just can't hate them. And when it comes to Bo Horvat, yeah, he did like do a lot of what Kessler did to Nashville, but yeah. you just can't hate him, man. Something about the guy, he's so humble. He's so skilled. Yeah. He works his ass off, right? Like you just like him. You you want to root for this guy, and he brought it, man. He brought it. He literally put the team on his shoulders on uh, the first two games, and I'm mean, sure. same with uh, same with Markstrom too, right? But um, I think game two went to overtime, and then did, uh, yeah. and then he just you know we we made Bennington look bad though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you um, know, like like the thing about the first two games, though, like. I knew that Canucks needed to get the first game under the belt because the yeah. way that St. Louis played in their round robin game, you yeah. know what? Like they just weren't ready for the playoff mm-hmm. um, intensity. Um, so, like I knew that if Canucks could get the first game and potentially steal the second game, that yeah. that's what they needed to win this series, right? And and you know what? Like that's what they did. They took care of their business, and they knew that like at some point St. Louis was going to wake up, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so the fact that they were able to go in and steal, not steal, but take those two games and kind of get a bit of a like head start on the series, I thought was very important. I would agree. Um, absolutely. I think, uh, I think just going up to the whole waking up thing, I think us facing, um, uh, you know, Minnesota in an elimination round beforehand, yeah. that really did put us in that mindset. And, and mm-hmm. you could tell, um, St. Louis, they were just kind of like nonchalant um, in, yeah. the, in like the beginning when they were just doing like their, you know, seeding around and whatnot. And uh, and then the first few games, yeah, you could tell like they were behind the pace. They were chasing a bit. They just weren't really clicking. Um, and it really reminded uh, me of uh, our first game against uh, Minnesota. You know, we were yeah. just kind of behind the pace um, and our preseason game as well. Yeah. Um, but no, um, yeah, no, the top six really, I think they took over both games and yeah. um, they really... Uh, you know, they, they, they just, yeah, I, I just don't think they could be shut down. They were, yeah. the power play is doing really well. Um, their penalty kill is doing really well as well. You know, um, the special teams, that's something I guess we'll talk about a little bit more. But throughout mm-hmm. the entire team, the special teams was, you know, I, I don't know if I would say it was a strength. I, I know the, I know the power play goals weren't really there, but yeah. um, they did generate some momentum, you know, and, and they did generate, uh, it's kind of like how Kevin Bieksa says, if you don't get a goal, generate some momentum and, and kill the time, right? Yeah. So um, I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah, no, for sure. But as kind of what I had expected, games three and four, I had a feeling that the Blues were going to start to get their legs under them. Absolutely. And start to dictate the pace of play. And unfortunately, that's kind of what we saw. Um, game three ended in overtime with the Shen goal, um, I believe. Yeah. And that was such a 
you know, like letdown play. I remember Quinn Hughes, he's the one who passed it back. It, you know, it, it went past uh, Stetcher. Stetcher. Oh, no, yeah. no, sorry. Stetcher was the one that missed the – because I think he was the one that was supposed to pick up Shen when he, um, Hughes went um, down low. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was unfortunately just too far away from Shen, and that gave Shen a chance to go in on the breakaway, and um, um, score that goal. No, absolutely. So, so like comparing the first two games to the um, you know, the next two games, games three and four, what were some big standout moments that kind of made you feel like okay, you know, um, this is why the Canucks are losing. This is why, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, St. Louis is getting their momentum back. Honestly, like I think it was just. Uh, way that the blues forwards were just finishing their checks you know i think that was definitely starting to weigh down on the players on the connects players um and i think that allowed blues to kind of play their kind of slow grinding game which um allowed them to win the Stanley cup last year and um you know like while the connects were trying to keep up with the physical play um you know like this team just isn't built for that so I had a feeling that at some point they were going to start to kind of wear down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in games three and four, especially game four, you saw that the blues were really able to get in on the four check, punish the man and then get the puck. The puck retrieval was big, was really big. You know, um, yeah. they were the first on, they were the first man on the puck. And if they weren't the first one in, they would hit the connects defenseman and then take the puck, you know, and just, during chance after chance and honestly like games game four would have been a blowout if it wasn't for Marky. I thought he played as well as he could have. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um but I think that was the biggest thing for me, at least from what I saw was the way that the blues were able to dictate the pace of play and really yeah. make the connects play their game. No, absolutely. And, and you know what, just kinda going off the whole uh um the way they were forechecking, the way they were hitting our defensemen, right? Um, to be honest, I don't think Edler had a really good game three and four. Um, so you know yeah. how we call him steady Eddie, but I don't think he was that steady those games. Yeah. Um but that being said, um I think uh with Bennington, um he was benched for Barry, and then uh, I think it was Allen came in. Yeah. Um that that just seemed to spark him a bit, right? And and yeah. and uh, and I don't know what it is about the Canucks. We make uh, backup goalies look like all stars, right? Yeah, but, I mean, um, but like to yeah. Alan's point, though, I think he had a very underrated season. I, th- I think um, he was the better goalie between the two. Obviously, like Bennington, he won them the cup, in you know, yeah. so that kind of gives him a little bit more fanfare. But I think Alan, for this season at least, was the better goalie between the two. So um, when they did make the switch and seeing Allen play that he play the way that he did, I wasn't as surprised um, mm-hmm. just because of the way that he had been playing all season long. No, I, I agree. And to be honest, um, just kind of like what you said, um, Bennington, his whole year just wasn't that great, right? And yeah. and and his playoffs, like what he was zero and five, I think, in the entire playoffs. Yeah. And, um, so I I just I don't know. Um, I think I think that sparked them a bit, uh, but not only that, <clears throat> I think they really changed up their game plan and, and the way they hounded onto our uh, top six. Um, yeah. They they just shut us down, right? And, and unfortunately, our bottom six just wasn't really going yet. Right? Yeah. And um, and and you just saw all the penalties, the undisciplined plays. And, and to be honest, um, I mean, I, I'm I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I never feel like you should be like, okay, you know, it's like boxing rules. You never leave it to the refs, right? You fight mm-hmm. to the very end. 
you do what you got to do. And, and if the refs have to call it, they call it. But that being said, right, I think games three and four, the way they were called, <laughs> and, and, and Travis Green said this too in his post-game interview, yeah. the way they were called were very different than games one and two. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that gave them a lot of life. Um, but yeah, I know our top six started to get shut down and, uh, and they were just hounding our, our defensemen. They were able to get behind our, uh, our defensemen easily and yeah. uh, our bottom six just didn't bring yet. So that kind of brings us to games four and five, right? Um, oh, sorry. Five, five and six. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that brings to games five and six. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Canucks take both those games. What were some yeah. big changes that you saw from uh, games three and four? So and five and six? game five, yeah, let's maybe have a quick chat on that. So game five, I would say for the first half of the game, I think yeah. the Blues were playing the same way that they had been playing games three and four. They were dictating Absolutely. the pace of play. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the Canucks didn't even look like they belonged on the same sheet of ice as them. They I were – they, they shift so after good. shift, you know, like the Canucks players just looked so lost out there and mm. the, the Blues were just dominating ice time, possession of play, yeah, um, time in the offensive zone. They were just dominating all of that. Um, oh, yeah. And so halfway through the second period, it was 3-1. And, you know, like it just – it looked very bleak as a Canucks fan. Um, oh, yeah seeing that the series was tied 2-2, the Blues had won two straight. Um, you know, as a Canucks fan, you can't help but just be a bit pessimistic when you see this and just kind of think back to their past playoff failures. You're like, oh, here we go again. You know, like just when we thought we had a shot, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. you know, like like maybe they're still just too young. You know, you, you yeah. like those thoughts start to go through your mind. Um but then something just clicked, man. I, it's kind of one of those things that you think many years down the road that you'll go back and think about that second period in game five when they were down oh, 3-1. Yeah. The way, that the, the, the way that Travis Green changed his game plan, the way that the players, something clicked, and they oh, yeah. were not going to go home down 3-2 and potentially oh. lose the series. And something happened, and they were able to reel off three straight goals to take game yeah. five, four, Dude, three. I, and and yeah, that I absolutely is, agree. yeah, it, it just, but like, what do you think made, or like, what do you think allowed them to change the tide of the series in that game? Well, well here's the thing, honestly. Yeah. Like you mentioned, Travis Green did change his plan up, right? He, yeah. he changed up the lines. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, someone that we've been harping on a lot in the beginning when we started this podcast, uh, you know, Jake Bertan, and he got up with a PD, yeah. right? And, and man, the lineup changed. And Zach McCune is out. You know, Zach McCune, he was someone that I felt like he seemed a little bit out of his element, right? And uh, and then when Godek came back in, uh, in a bottom six, <clears throat> sorry, I think it was on the fourth line, Oh my God, he played so well, you yeah. know. And, and I think the first period they were chasing a bit, but they were just trying to get used to the changes, you yeah. know, because new line mates, new systems, new everything. But PD's line just became a rush line, right? And oh my God, did they ever rush? Like the way they would get on the puck, and, and you could just see St. Louis—they just weren't fast enough. They couldn't catch these guys, right? And every opportunity that the Canucks had to just, you know, make a sleek pass or get a puck on net, right, or or, or pretty much score. Um, they took it and, and it was so well, well planned though. I think, um, that was definitely a coach's win. Yeah. Um, well, this is something that 100%. we've, um, that's something that I've actually, uh, 
<clears throat> harped on uh, on Travis Green a bit, and same with the Nolan Baumgartner. But also when Ben came in, um, I didn't think he would do that well. But man, Ben and Fattenberg have looked really good together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and- ben, I thought took a game or two to kind of get his legs under him, you know, because he didn't have much of a training camp or any um, since he was with his wife who had given birth to their, I think, son. Yeah. Um, So, you know, like he needed a few games. His first game, I thought he didn't play well. He looked a little lost. Um, But no, definitely game five, I thought they definitely were able to solidify the defensive core um, with Myers still being out and, uh, yeah, I think you know what, like I think you're right. I think that first period they definitely needed time to kind of gel and kind of because there were a lot of lineup changes. But the f- halfway through the second period, they were still being dominated. Yeah. So, like, do you think there was something that just kind of turned that switch? Because halfway through the second period, like they were still down three one. You know, you, you know, like you saw those saves that. Um... Uh, uh, you know, Markstrom was making, right? Yeah. That definitely gave them life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the bottom six woke up, right? Because the right. bottom six, like, I think game five is when the bottom six really, really decided to show up. And the changes really helped, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's when you kind of saw, um, you know, they were forechecking better. They were hounding the puck better. But not only that, they were getting to open pucks better and setting up opportunities for themselves on the yeah. offensive Right, and, and I think that gave them so much life because when when like Mott had what two goals in Game Five, right, mm-hmm. and they were good goals too. They weren't yeah. like you know, <clears throat> yeah. So when you have your bottom six guys that are usually like you know eating pucks, blocking shots, all this you know like working their asses off to yeah. stop the opposition, and then they're getting the chance. That just like such a feel good moment for the entire team. Yeah. And and with Marky making those ridiculous saves in in Game Five, like. Marky definitely kept them in it, For and sure. because of that, um, um, they just woke up. And then, and then once that spark was ignited, um, all of the stuff that they lost in game two and or three and four, it just kind of came back. You know, the confidence yeah. was all back. And then, uh, yeah, so they pushed forward. And then, who, who who got the winning goal in game five again? Oh man, uh, that's a good question. Oh that man, that name is just. Was it? Was it what? It might have been Mott. One sec, one sec. No, I think it was because we had JT Miller scored, Mott had two, and then um, Jake Fertanen, he had one. So, yeah. <laughs> that was the first uh, talk on Jake of the postseason, so that was pretty fun. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so, okay, leading up to the game that just happened last night. Yeah, game, game six. six. Man, um, I felt like the Blues were going to bring it. They did bring it, but I was surprised that they went back with – um, Bennington, what were your thoughts yeah. on that? Um, I was surprised too. Um, yeah. You know, and I had read mm-hmm. some stuff that, like, a lot of the St. Louis Blues media members were saying that, you know what, like, it's game six, it's kind of your do or die, and you kind of have to go with your man, which yeah. I understand, but yeah. like, Bennington kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like, yeah, like he, like, the Blues were trying to send him to the um, ECHL at one point, but he just didn't want to go, right? So, like, yeah. like I get it that he won your Stanley Cup, but, like, to be married to this one guy after, like, one amazing season, I didn't quite understand the rationale, especially since he had a pretty mediocre year and his backup was playing better than him and definitely yeah. played really well this series against the Canucks um, save for um, game five. So when I saw that Bennington was in there, I was surprised. 
but also very happy because I knew that the Canucks <laughs> yeah. shooters were going to be amped up to put pucks behind him, and that they did. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. And right when I saw Bennington was in, and then uh, I think in the first four minutes, uh, Beagle, you know, Beagle of all people, he gets, he gets awarded for all his hard work. And yeah. it was just so good to see. And, and, you know, like, we cheered so much last night. My voice is still not even back yet. Like, like, <laughs> like what a night, too, for Benning's, like, signings. Like, yeah. Beagle, like, the trade for Mott, like, People were so pissed that we flipped yeah. Bannock for Mont. Like they were like, "Who is this guy?" And like, yeah. like what a night for Benning. I mean, like a lot of his free agent signings, like with Roussel scoring the big goal as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, so I'm looking at the stats. Sorry, I'm looking at the stats right now. Brandon Sutter had three assists last night, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? Jay Beagle had a goal and assist. Um, Tyler Moore had two goals. Ellie Patterson had two assists. Brock yeah. had one goal, right? And then Quinn Hughes had another assist. And he's broken. He's 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 continuously just breaking records. Anton Roussel had a goal, and then Stetzer had yeah. a goal, right? And you just looking and the depth just showed up again. You know, games five yeah. and six, the depth really showed up. And um, the, the, these line changes they worked. You know, the, yeah. the PD line really became a rush line. Vertanen had a really nice rush down. I think you know the side, and he. Uh, drove to the net and he just missed barely, right? But yeah. uh, all those goals were so nice, and especially the Brock Besser goal, man. Oh man, that was such a highlight real goal. What about that that Stetcher goal though? The tic tac toe play. Oh man, that was Unreal. that was like shades of you know the Sedins back in the day, and just yeah. like Savo coming Unreal. in. Unreal, <laughs> you know. Oh man, that was so nice. But and you then, know, like like one thing um, that I I was surprised to not see a lot of play on is. The fact that now, like this young Canucks team is two and zero in elimination games, where yeah. they can eliminate their opponents, yeah. they've taken care of business, you know. And for yeah. being such a young team, um, the elimination um, game is always usually the toughest one to win because the other team is hungry, right? They're desperate, so they're going to throw everything um, at the Canucks. And the fact that they were able to finish up Minnesota when they had the chance, and now this yeah. um, St. Louis Blues. Yeah. I, th- I think that speaks volume on the character of the team and their hunger to just, you know, will themselves throughout this, this um, postseason. Um, I, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just to see them get a few goals on uh, – or get a goal – no, a few goals, I believe, on Allen too, right? And then uh, yeah. add the empty net as well. But it kind of goes back to what Kevin VXS said, um, like, what was it, uh, at the end of the Minnesota series – um, the way the Canucks um, played for Marky when Marky had a bad night, that was mm. a team win, right? And exactly. then today, and, uh, sorry, yesterday, um, you know, the top six was getting their chances, but you could tell that they were getting, um, you know, four checks so hard and they were having some troubles. Marky kept them in, but the bottom six showed up, you know, they showed yeah. up for their team and, and they took it. And, and it, it, overall, it, it was just such a nice team win. And like you said, mm. man, like, uh, you know the Benning Bros right now. They're they're just dunking on Twitter right now. So it's good to it's kind of it's good to see. You know, I'm not gonna lie. It's good to see some optimism. People exactly. Like, and like that's a big thing. Like yeah, we're in cap hell. Yeah, you know, like we don't have a first round draft pick. Who cares? We're on to the round two, man. Like let's yeah. keep this train going, man. Like this is just this is all good, man. And for the picks, like you know, okay, I just gotta say it. People harp on the picks so much. 
the picks that we have had, Benning has nailed, you know, and, yeah. and at the end of the day, you can give credit to whoever you want, whether they left the organization or they didn't. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Benning, he's the one that brought those kids in. He yeah. helped with the development and those kids stayed in the organization, right? Yep. Not only that, how long would it take for some of these picks to pan out, right? How mm-hmm. long if they do pan out? And, 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 you know, the Capel situation, to be honest, man, there's so many options we can have. We can make some trades. We can, we can make that. We just jump to the worst case scenario. Oh, my God, we're losing it, I know. Oh, my God, we're losing this guy. You know, like, yeah. there, there's options out there. There could be injuries. We don't know what's going to happen, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, going back to last night's game, uh, Bennington just got lit up. The memes online are hilarious. <laughs> You know how uh, you know how uh, Flurry's agent had that <laughs> picture today with a sword in the back. I saw that. GM? Yeah, was it GM's name or was it the coach's name? It was the coach's name. I think it was coach's name. Yeah, and then yeah, the uh, there was one where it was Bennington with a sword in the back, but it had his own name. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, oh my god, that was awesome. Whatever, that guy <laughs> deserves it, man. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, like I'm not, I don't want to be that guy, but. Just some of his old tweets and the things that you know, exactly, his yeah. personality and racist things that he said. It yeah. was kind of, kind of good to see, man. It seemed kind of yeah. like karma. Exactly. Then, so, just to kind of wrap up um, the series with the Blues, um, who or who was your series MVP? If you have one or more than one. Oh man. Okay. I gotta. I have more than one, right? Okay. First is gonna be. Um, Oh, I could have like five. Right? But <laughs> first, is gonna be Jacob Markstrom. Absolute yeah. Jacob Markstrom, right? This guy yeah. held down the fort. Uh, I know there was a few games where like a few weirdly like, odd goals went in, but he really did keep, especially in game five. That was such a big turning point of uh, going from you know three one and uh, down three one and winning yeah. at four three and holding the lead. And then even in the fifth game, right? Like the way he, the way the team um, kept the lead, and, and and it was just so good to see. Yeah. Um, my second person would be Bo Horvat, man. What a leader, you know. Mm-hmm. He, in the first two games, he set the tone, put the team on his back, and then they really started, really started forechecking hard. And he really did his best to, um, you know, match up against the O'Reilly line and whoever he did match up against. So after that, right? Yeah. Um, and then I can't forget Quinn Hughes. You know, Quinn Hughes was just, you know, so dynamic on the back end, right? Yeah. And, and because of him, so many chances are set up. Um, our power play wasn't the best this series, but, you know, we had our chances and uh, we did get a few goals and, and just what he brings, man. Oh, dude, like I just, he, I could see him making more money than Elias Patterson in the next, whenever their contract is I think it's next year, right? So, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Well, who are your um, Yeah. Um, for me, number one was Quinn Hughes. Um, yeah. I agree that Markstrom had a great series, but yeah. what Quinn Hughes did playing defense against the St. Louis Blues was remarkable. I mean, the fact that you take Myers out, you take Edler out for about a period and a half when he had his really scary ear injury. Very scary injury, yeah. Right? The fact that we're relying, like, he plays the most minutes. He's only 20 years old. He plays the most minutes. He has the most points. We rely on him to do so much for us in such a pivotal position. And he brings in night after night. Like, I can't remember one game where I felt like, you know what, he didn't play well. I, you know, like, he c- constantly brought it. So, for me, the series MVP was Quinn Hughes. Yeah. With a oh, quick absolutely. honorable mention to Tyler Mott for the past two games. Yeah. Because um, some of those goals were just filthy. Um, and I did not see him um, as that type of player. But, yeah, 
Um, but for me, yeah, definitely Quinn Hughes, MVP. Yeah. If I had to narrow it down between, uh, it, it would be Marky and uh, Quinn, and uh, it would definitely be Quinn Hughes, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, I don't know if Demko would have saved us in game five, but uh, I don't know. I think throughout the entire series, Quinn Hughes, he just brings something that just ignites the entire team, right? Yeah. And to be honest, he was getting he like he was getting it bad from Schwartz and Perron oh, too, yeah. right? They, yeah. they were on and, and done and everyone, they were just anytime they could just hack him and hit him. And and I, I remember that game, uh, I think it was game two when uh Bo won in overtime. Um I think Perron was on top of him and he just got mm-hmm. up and he was like, Yeah, that was a nice goal. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, but yeah, no, okay. So kind of going back to series, what's one player that you are very happy kind of like um you know improved um or or, and one player that you felt like you were just kind of like oh man i wish you could have done a little bit better um one player that i saw that was definitely improving game after game um was vertanen yeah yeah um like i don't know if it was just playing with better line mates or what um i just think he got his legs kind of going um kind of like what we were talking about with ben um you know, like with Vertanen being scratched for the first few games, I think it was the first game against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and I thought he kind of brought it in the later games against Minnesota, but then um, I thought games one and two and even three and four, he kind of took off um, yeah. with, um, against the Blues. I don't know if he was a bit, um, not scared, but kind of nervous um, going up against such a physical team. But yeah. games five and six, I thought he definitely was – visible um he was using his legs anytime like a player like that that's that big and can skate like him when Mm -hmm. they are going like they're going you know like they're able to set up other players he scored some big goals especially in game five so for me it was Vertanen um and in terms of a player who I thought like oh man I kind of wish he kind of gave a bit more I don't know that's a good question uh there's no one really kind of sticking out I think maybe Zach McEwen just, yeah, yeah. Just the fact that, like, the way that he played against Minnesota, I thought, like, a team like the Blues, I thought he would be able to bring that physicality aspect yeah. to his game a bit more. And I thought the spotlight, he kind of shied away from the series. Yeah. So if I had to pick one, I'd, it would probably just be him. What about you? Um, I mean, I would agree, absolutely, right? Um, just uh, my pick would have been Vertanen as well. Yeah. Um, but just in, but just to kind of change things up, right? Yeah. Uh, one player that I really, really was happy that brought it was Stetcher. You know, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think he, there was times when he was getting his, you know, like, you know, pardon my French, but he was getting his ass handed to him, dude. Like he, yeah. he, he was bossing on the crease, and people were cross checking him. Mm-hmm. He was taking bad penalties, and he was getting hit hard. There's a few times he was beat wide, and. Um, yeah. You know, but not not only that though. This guy, he's just such a fighter. You know, he brought it every yeah. night. He's he's taking the punches from people that are easily 20, 30 pounds bigger than him, and, yeah. and he brought it in two great goals in the series, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 those both those goals were like uh, such defining moments in, in the series. Yeah. Um, the first one when he shot it right through Bennington, I think it was game two. I think um, mm-hmm. that was the game winning goal, I believe. Um, yeah. I think it was, but then. Um, or was that game one? Anyways, and then there was uh, and then last night's game, right? Just that tic tac toe play, and just to finish that off, when yeah, such off a nice play against, yeah, right. When such a nice play gets finished off like that, it just steals so much more momentum and so much more yeah. confidence away from the other team, right? Um, a person that I felt 
I wanted to do a little bit better. Honestly, I wanted Louis to scare an empty net goal. <laughs> we had a drinking game going on, and uh, pretty much so our drinking game was this. If, um, obviously, you have Shotgun Jake, right? If anyone yeah. named Tyler took a penalty, you took a, you took a sip, right? Every yeah. time Elias Pedersen fell down, you took a sip. And I'll throw any time, uh, uh, oh, was the last one? Oh, anytime uh, Marky um, uh, stopped the puck and there's a whistle, we took a sip, right? Um, <laughs> but so, you know, Finding pretty, any excuse to take a sip. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But, um, but no, yeah, then uh, what do you call it? Uh, we had another um, a rule where if Louis scores an empty net goal, we have to slam our entire drink, right? Not shot kind of, but just slam our entire drink. But that never happened, right? So, but did you see when he that. had the chance to hit the M and missed it? I'm like, that's that's so Louis. <laughs> yeah. I know, I, I I know. I think it was against Minnesota. He had a two on one, and then uh, his his stick broke apart. Or was that against uh, St. Louis? Uh, I think that was uh, Minnesota. It was him and Miller. They were on <laughs> two and one, and I remember like, setup like when they went onto the like when they went to the bench, Miller was just laughing at Louis. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was funny. But yeah, um, another person that I actually, if I didn't have to pick Setcher, I would have picked, honestly, Fanberg. I, I think Fanberg mm. had a great series. I think he brought it. I think he set up plays. I think uh, he's so smart. His hockey IQ is so, so high, man. And yeah. he, the way he's able to read the ice, um, he did a really good job. I, I think yeah. he did a really good job. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree on the McEwen uh, front, you know. I think yeah. um, he looked nervous. He looked like... Uh, he was getting, you know, outplayed a bit, out hit, out chanced, and then uh, yeah. um, he seemed a little bit slow at times. And then when uh, what's his name, Godak came back in, um, I think he played phenomenal. Considering he how did, he played yeah. in Game One against the Minnesota, and he, I don't think he's played since then, right? Yeah. Until Game Five. Yeah. So right. it, it, it was it was great to see him just you know ready to go and just firing on all cylinders. Um, but yeah, man, no overall amazing series. The last night was so much fun. And uh, we, we gave it to them, dude. Like, we just yeah. defeated the Stanley Cup defending champions. So, moving forward. Yeah, it doesn't get any um, easier. <laughs> so, uh, so, I'm thinking about it this way, right? Like, now, you know, say Canucks can make a magical run, right? They yep. have to get through Vegas now. And they have to get through either the Stars or Colorado. Most likely Colorado, but you never know. And then yeah. probably, like, someone like Boston or, or, or you know, Tampa Bay on the east side, yeah. right? Yeah, um, that's a hard, hard task, you know. And the Canucks are so young. Going back to our first episode, we talked about experience versus youth, right? Um, but just looking ahead at the Vegas series, how do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, this is obviously the, the toughest opponent um, that they'll be facing. Yeah, Vegas. So Vegas basically does what St. Louis does, yeah. but they have speed. You know, um, yeah. the reason why a lot of people and myself thought that the Canucks matched up well with the Blues was because while the Blues were a big physical team, they were a slower team, you know, and they didn't transition as well. So it allowed a team like the Canucks, which isn't that great on defense, um, you know, an opportunity to kind of get their players back and be able to defend the rush because Blues are a bit slower. But yeah. Vegas, they their bread and butter is turning pucks over and going on the rush. And they've yeah. got enough skilled players to make you pay. You know, absolutely. So, like the series outlook, yeah. You know what? Like, it's not looking great, but I probably would have said that at the start of the Blue series that you know what we're going up against the Stanley Cup champs. You know, like it's probably not gonna go well, and we won. So, um, 
Like, I don't really want to make a prediction, but if I had to, you know, like, I'm thinking this this is going to go to a six or seven. I don't think it's going to end early. There were some things that I saw that Chicago were able to do against Vegas that I think Canucks will be able to exploit. Um, But the little wrinkle that I loved today was what – Mark Andre Fleury's agent <laughs> threw into the wrench. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Connects Twitter, do your thing, okay? Like, yeah. un- like, like what his agent threw out on Twitter, where uh, Fleury is obviously upset with not playing these games. Um, the fact that there's a little turmoil in that locker room, and Fleury's been a player that's been there since the start. So you yeah. know that the locker room has to be a little bit divided, right? Because yeah. it's a new coach from a rival team, the Sharks, that's yeah. now come into their locker room. He took the starting position, the, the starting um, goalie position from Flurry, who had been there from the start, and gave it to someone that they just picked up from the trade deadline. So you, yeah. know, you, you know that locker room has to be divided. So if, yeah. if the Canucks can jump on Robin Lehner early – and yeah. start putting some doubt in who to start, I think Canucks have a shot at this. No, I, I yeah, no, I would agree. And uh, I'm hoping they can like Bennington him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just, but it's just like so unprofessional to, first of all, post that picture, right? It seems but, like something out of some like weird anime or like something to do for but, like, like, so, so like, don't yeah. forget though, like he works for Flurry. So there's yeah. no way that he posts that without Flurry giving him the okay. Oh, absolutely. Like, right? Flurry probably got heated in the moment and just, like, you know, yeah. And, and like, pretty much that. what you said. And pretty, yeah, pretty much what you said. Like, I could totally picture the room being divided, you know? Um, you got some old personalities and the new personalities. And I, I think, like, in the beginning of the year, too, they weren't really doing too well, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ups and downs. And if we can expose the goalies and uh, use our speed and just get pucks, yeah. like, just hound the goaltending with pucks... Um, I, I, yeah, like you said, man, I, I think we could have a chance. Yeah. Um, uh, like I'm not, I'm never going to bet against the Canucks, but, uh, this is going to be, a, this is probably going to be the hardest matchup in the West. I would say, yeah. Yeah, um, sure. uh, Vegas is easily outside of the blues. Um, Vegas is easily the most complete team, right? Yeah. I mean, Mark Stone is pretty much like a Ryan O'Reilly. He like, they're so similar in the way they play, you know, yeah. and, and Ryan O'Reilly, he, he was just dominating the Canucks by himself. He has a little bit more help. Uh, Mark Stone has a little bit more help, I'd say. And, um, a lot more, yeah. 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 But I think, you know, I think um, I think the Canucks could take this in six or seven. Yeah. Do you think Ryan Reeves is going to have a big impact on uh, the series? Because you oh, know absolutely. how he plays. He definitely targets players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think he definitely is going to target our, our young guns, right? Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on Quinn Hughes and, and – uh, um, Patterson and I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, the thing is that that's one of the questions. Who do we have to, um, you know, battle Reeves, right? Like, is Roussel gonna do it? Is Ben yeah. gonna do it? Is Myers gonna be back, right? Like, yeah. Um, this is where, uh, when we lost, uh, what's his name? Two concussions. Uh, oh, Furland. Furland, yeah. Uh, when we lost Furland, um, this yeah. is this is what I was worried about, you know, because yeah. we we have no one. It's going to be a team win. It's going to be a team effort. That's the only way sure. they're going to pull it through. Yeah. But no, Vegas is going to be definitely a tough opponent, man. And, and to be honest, um, if we don't get past Vegas, this was still such a successful season. 
Yeah. Right? Um, but I'm not even going to go there yet. I, no. I'm still going to hope that I'm still going to bet on the Canucks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna say they take it in seven. That boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. All right, man. And All Vegas, right, man. Um, I know that you guys are pretty new to the league. Um, you, you're about to get a warm welcome to Canucks Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> Canucks Twitter right now is on fire, and yeah. we're coming your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, given what we just did to Bennington, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've, we've got some stuff in, in, in store for you guys. <laughs> Oh yeah, your your goalies are not gonna be you know ready for what's coming. <laughs> Especially what the agent just put out. Yeah, <laughs> I still can't believe that happened. Like that's just it's just I don't know. It's out of a soap opera that right there, man. I know. <laughs> All right, man. I well, this was a good episode. Um, you know, well, it was a good series recap yeah. and looking ahead. We'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully, I don't know, man. We'll we'll get together next week and we'll do another one of these. Sounds and good. Hopefully the Canucks will be up a few exactly. on uh, Vegas. All right, man. Take, take care. Take care. Bye.